Blog Talk Radio. Sexual experiences 
to empower, enlighten, or heal yourself? And if so, what impact has that had on your life? Number three, how do you deepen your connection with yourself and or your partner in and out of the bedroom? The last question, do you believe you can experience sensual pleasure and inner transformation at the same time, or do you believe that the process of healing, clearing trauma, and clearing energetic blockages has to be painful or difficult? So these are your four reflection questions for tonight. If you missed them, uh, you can always catch them on the replay, and you can find the replay at our um, website at auniversity.com in the free resource library. Or for those of you who are on Apple, you can go to Apple uh, Podcasts now. We're on Apple Podcasts, and you can listen to the replay there. So these are the four reflection questions that we're going to ask you to be very intentional about tonight and really thinking about and pondering on these questions as we go through our show to empower and support yourself as um, Brian walks us through Authentic Tantra. So before we get started, we want to start with the, a little bit of a grounding. So we want to take a couple of deep breaths just to bring ourselves fully present to this space so we can be in alignment and in harmony and balance with our authentic nature as we open up to receive and give in this moment. And what you want to receive is whatever that intention is for you, and what you want to give is love and energy um, throughout the show. So um, also during this grounding, you can set your intention, and that is um, as to what you would like to receive tonight from this show. So let's go ahead and take a couple of deep breaths. We're going to breathe in and out. Again, breathe in and out. And once more, breathe in and blow it out. Mm, don't you love to breathe? I love to breathe. It's so amazing. Feels good and relaxing. And so, again, as always, we, um, we do uh, our themes and an inspiration for you before we start the show. And so tonight, um, this month in July, we've been reading from the PowerPath.com. And so in the PowerPath.com, the theme for July is friction. So last week I read to you the whole um, meat of the theme for July, which talked about how we want to deal with friction and setting boundaries and not reacting and all of that. And so this week, I want to read to you what, um, what the PowerPath.com says about relationships. <clears throat> so let's, I have, actually, I have two things I want to read. One is about from the PowerPath.com, and I have another one from I Am Light that really struck me this week that I wanted to share with you. So um, from the PowerPath, we have relationships this month can be the breeding ground for friction, change, and evolution. They can cause the spark that ignites either something very positive or something destructive. Discussions easily turn into heated arguments if you don't keep them on the side of neutrality. It is best to avoid blame or either on either side, to practice forgiveness, and to tell the truth about who you are, who you are with, and why. Any relationship that is dysfunctional will not do well in this energy. Instead of seeing this as a negative thing, See it as a positive and clear signal to do something different. Changing relationship dynamics are never easy as the patterns that are set tend to also create attachment. 
fear of change and exposure of truth is usually at the bottom of most negative reactions in relationships. If a relationship is about to go into a major change, focus on the freedom of choice and the magic and mystery of the unknown instead of the fear of what you may lose. This also goes for passing relationships or acquaintances that may have offered some potential that is no longer viable. Instead of mourning for what did not happen, look to all the possibilities a new freedom has to offer. The most important is not to take on other people's drama. Some may wish to project their process onto you, and it is of no service to them to take it on. This is where boundaries come into play and the practice of being neutral around what is happening around you. There's a lot out there in the world that is causing friction right now. Beware of any reaction to it other than focusing on your own actions, moving forward, and fueling something that will satisfy you instead of looking back. Others can take care of themselves, and if you free them to do so, they may resent you for it at first, but bless you for it in the end. So that's from the Power Path. She's also reminding us that there's a full moon coming tomorrow, which is awesome. And the full moon is, I like to really just let go. There's an eclipse also, um, that a partial eclipse that will be happening tomorrow as well. So for me, this is an amazing time to just let go. And so I also, <clears throat> this week, was going through Facebook, and I read um, what was called an energy update that was on I Am Light, um, written by David Alexander Lightfoot. And I really love this because it's really a, a raw expression of it's time to let go. And what better time to do that than in the full moon? So it says, we currently are in a strong gateway of releasing power from those people that feed off our energy and have been manipulating and controlling us, especially empathic people and those suffering from traumatic and abusive situations who are very sensitive to the influence of feeders, narcissistic energy vampires, family members, friends, and work relationships. This can also be strong controlling connections with someone that passed away. It is time to step away and let go. We need to push them out. We are in control of our own lives, and we can no longer tolerate and allow that our hope, life, energy, and dreams be crushed or stolen away from us. We now are in the middle of a huge power shift where we are divinely supported to get rid of the feeders. Free yourself from those people that do not love and support you. Break free. Your soul wants to and needs to be free. Live the life you want to live in passion, peace, love, and harmony. It is not a time to reconnect with feeders. So take a step back. Take a long time to let the new energy that is coming in help and support you to push you to push these hooks, cords, and implants out. You, we deserve better. So I love this because, and remember, we don't play the blame game, so we don't blame anyone for what's going on with us, but we are clearly um, looking at what is happening in our lives, what we're creating in our lives, and whatever we're creating that is no longer serving us, we want to make sure that we are releasing that and letting go of that after we identify whatever it is that we're creating and the lessons that we need to learn. So I thought that was beautiful for us to look at and reflect on 
as we move forward into this full moon and begin to let go of those things that no longer serve us, to release all of those things from inside of us that continue to attract that and, and send vibrations out that attract that and just be free. This is an amazing time where we can really set ourselves free of all of the junk and gunk and stuff that we've been carrying around and really just be who we are. As we say here, get your entire life, love yourself by being yourself. So that was um, just amazing sharing that I wanted to share that inspired me this week. So I hope it inspired you as well. So as you know, I have been doing dedications. I did in June, I did a lot of dedications um, from my poetry book called Awake that I just released in my self-mastery library. Um, and it's a, a poetry book that I wrote between 1999 and 2005 that I never released. Um, and I don't really uh, write as much as I used to as far as poetry or perform poetry, but I did go back and look at some of the stuff that I wrote, and I thought it was really fitting, especially one of the poems that I wrote. And I read this to you when we first kicked off our um, Men Tap In series, and so I want to read it to you again. This was dedicated to one of my best friends. We were best friends for over 20 years, and he passed away two years ago. I wrote this sitting at the foot of his bed while I was um, caring for him after he had surgery. He really did inspire me in such a way, and I wrote this, um, dedicated this to him. And now I just want to dedicate this to all the brothers out there and all the men out there who are, who are doing, you know, your best and who are healing and really working to become more of who you are every day. And I want to just say thank you for inspiring us as women to be higher and to be more of who we are. So this piece is called You Inspire Me. You inspire me to be a higher me, the highest me that I could ever be. You inspire me. It's like I'm free when I'm with you. Without even trying, you make me feel like I'm flying. It's just you and the things you do. It's like your love is so pure that I'm never unsure of who I am to you or who you are to me. It's like, it feels like free. Free like I never felt before. A feeling, you know, the one you can't ignore no matter how hard you try. The prayer you prayed, the one that made you cry. You had to take a deep breath and let out a strong sigh. It makes you feel like back in the day when your mother rocked you in that old chair. It's like I'm there now with you, feeling all secure and sure of myself. Wow, that's deep. How just yesterday I saw you in my sleep, and now you're here, right here beside me, holding me so close, I can hear your heart beating my name. My life will never be the same. You inspire me with your love so pure that I'm never unsure of who I am to you or who you are to me. It's like... It feels like free. You inspire me to be a higher me, the highest me that I could ever be. It's like you encourage the goddess inside me to rise and shine. See, you're the kind of man that understands my mind, full of knowledge and wisdom and freedom to express. Well, you know the rest. It's nothing I can really put into words. It's almost like the birds that fly in the sky free, but always knowing there is a nest somewhere they can come and take rest. You give me that, the feeling of being home with myself, but able to roam and always coming back, knowing that you're there to greet me with your loving arms and your sweet charm, your tender lips and the way you caress my rounded hips. 
hmm, I better stop there. That's too much to share. You see, you, you inspire me with your love so pure that I'm never unsure of who I am to you or who you are to me. It's like it feels like free. Emotion in 
All right, everybody. Welcome back to Get Your Entire Life. Welcome to those of you who just joined us. That was Jill Scott. Of course, he loves me. One of my favorite songs. So this is Get Your Entire Life. Love yourself by being yourself. My name is Milani Shawnee, a.k.a. The Love Goddess, and I'm your host tonight. If you clicked in and you want to call in, you can at 657-383-0698. Um, tonight, our topic is Authentic Tantra, and we're here with our special guest, Brian Craig. So I'm so excited that um, Brian is here tonight because I um, took a class with him and his wife, and I'm still working with um, Karen right now, still working with them on, uh, on my own transformation, but it has been so powerful um, working with um, the two of them. It's been a beautiful journey for me. And those of you who know me, Love Tribe, y'all know I don't work with anybody and I ain't bringing no shabby people in front of you. But this couple is really interesting and unique in their approach to how they teach. And so I wanted to be, bring Brian tonight because we've had some powerhouse men on this show over the last um, like month or so, and he is no different. He will not disappoint. Um, Brian is the co-owner of Live, Heal, Thrive Retreats and Explore the Art of Tantra, along with his wife, Karen Craig, through individual and group coaching and workshops, as well as through fun, powerful, and transformative global retreats. They help men, women, and couples rediscover their power, authenticity, and capacity for deep connection, intimacy, and love. Yes. Brian is an ordained metaphysical minister, certified metaphysical practitioner, certified authentic tantra practitioner, as well as a certified sexologist. Brian began his self-study and practice in various metaphysical and spiritual modalities in 2010. He completed his formal tantra training and certification from the Institute of Authentic Tantra Education. Brian also holds a bachelor's degree in metaphysical science and is currently working toward his doctor of philosophy, Ph.D., specializing in transpersonal counseling. He has also owned and operated his own IT business for over 20 years. Brian is also the proud father of three sons, as well as bonus son and daughter with his wife, Karen. Love Tribe, please welcome my coach, as long as along with his wife Karen, Brian Craig. Hey Brian. Hey, hey, how's it going? Are you there? I'm here. Everything can you hear is me? going really, really well. Yes, I can hear you. Okay, great. Yes. Thank you so much, Brian, for being here with me tonight. I am so excited that you're here and hopefully we can get Karen on later on. But I'm excited that you're here because it's important for me um, that we bring some empowerment for our brothers, for our, our men. And also, you know, there's women here that's also listening that want to hear what you have to say and maybe how they can help and inspire themselves as well as their men. So I know the work that you've done with me. I've worked with you as well as Karen, and it's been really incredible and helped me in so many different ways, but mostly to really connect on a deep level with myself, to go back and look at some of the parts, especially around intimacy and sensuality that may have been, you know, a gap or may have been shut down a little bit, you all really helped me to open that space up. So I'm excited to have this conversation with you tonight. Mm, great. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited. Absolutely. So, Brian, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Well, I was born and raised in Brooklyn. Um, and I was in the Army probably 
for about three years, and I was actually going to actually stay and retire in the military. But um, when I was there, I had a supervisor that really didn't think that I worked. When actually I was working really hard, so he didn't want to promote me. So I said, well, I'm, you know, I was like, so this one person is standing in the way of me, like, excelling and proceeding in life. And I was like, okay, this is not going to work. So I ended up getting out and um, moving to Atlanta, Georgia, and back like, oh, my gosh, back in 91, I've been here so long. And, you know, <laughs> did the um, typical, you know, Christian path and did that. But then it was a point in my life where it was like, you know, I just I had questions that really – no one could really answer. No one that I knew could answer. And I kept asking and I kept seeking and it was just like, wow. So I started to flow more to metaphysics because metaphysics seemed like it had more answers to the questions I, I was having. So I kind of just landed in a place where it's like more of an expanded place of where realizing that, you know, Christianity was a foundation. When I first came out of it, I was really, really angry. <laughs> but I realized that, hey, it served the purpose in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, so now, you know, um, been studying it since about 2010 when I started transitioning out of um, I guess that uh, that type that religion, and then um, you know decided to you know wanted to get certified. Karen and I we wanted to be you know to learn more and to to really dive in more to this because it is a science. It's called metaphysical science, you know, and it's really it's a branch of philosophy. So wanted to just, you know, dive in more and then, you know, I don't know how far much you want me to go because I can keep going. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so, yeah, so that kind of takes me here as far as that metaphysical, how I got on that path. Okay, yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you. Um, yeah, because we want to jump right in because we want to know what is authentic Tantra? Well, authentic tantra really is a is a modality. It's a branch of, you know, coming through, through deriving from Tibetan tantra. And as most people know, I mean, people don't know tantra goes back thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And you know, back like about the 17th century it was brought to Tibet. And actually, the women in Tibet actually taught tantra, and they were the ones that valued and exalted women. So what I love about that is that, you know, you get to, you know, you know, women, I'm sorry, we're just a lot more tapped in and tuned in than, you know, majority of the time than the men are. So, you know, we get mm-hmm. to really experience what it's like to, to a different type of energy, if that makes sense. There's no right or wrong way. There's many forms of Tantra. But so the so Tibetan, I mean, so um, authentic Tantra is a modality created by, created by David Ward Erickson, and um, and that's what we were certified in, and it, it focuses on the um, the five element practices. So that's in a nutshell, that's what authentic Tantra is. Yes, yes, yes. I didn't think about those five elements. We want to talk a little bit about those. But so, what attracted you to to this form of Tantra? What was attractive wow, for you a, about it? Very, very good question because you know when I started to kind of explore more you know on metaphysics and energy and sexuality and sensuality, I was attracted to tantra, and um, I wanted to kind of expand on that, and this kind of presented itself to to Karen and I because it really it it really proved itself to be a holistic healing modality. It uh, it gave mm-hmm. us and allowed us to teach, you know, real tools in order to blow past blockages people have, different traumas we have. So we focus on, you know, the the modalities based on four pillars, meditation, movement, 
connection and pleasure. So we focus on those things. We don't really focus on the traumas. We focus on the four pillars, which actually, to me, I call it a hack. It hacks the system because we come into this earth as we're divine beings. We come as infinite beings, mm-hmm. and through our life, we develop these blockages, these these barriers mm-hmm. that kind of keep us from keep from getting to our infinite self. So our relative self, which is you know us and our bodies, and then we have our infinite self, which is like just dying to shine, to glow. So when we practice these med- these um, these four pillars, they actually start to dissolve away those blockages, so we start to function more as our authentic self, and so it does help us to have a more fulfilling sex life, not just um, uh, I mean, not just sex, but because it, you know, blockage a blockage anywhere, it's a blockage everywhere. Everything else starts to shine mm. and grow. We start developing other areas. So this is a complete holistic, you know, practice, and it is healing. Some people, when they hear healing, they think, oh, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm good. But we all have some type of trauma. We all have some type of healing that needs to happen. And this gives us fun ways of doing it by using pleasure, by using connection, by using movement and dance and, and, you know, and our meditation that we use. It helps us to just literally just blow past those blocks. Mm. I love what you said about blockages anywhere is a blockage everywhere. Can you give us yeah, a little bit more tra- about that? Yeah, that's my trademark. If anybody else said I that, know, I, I love that. that. I, I need to put the TM, y'all. Put the TM on that. Put the TM on it. That's mine. It's like, yeah. Just a little bit about that. We got the TM on it for you. I got the TM on it. I mean, it's like, you know, any system. I don't care what it is. If it's a septic system, if it's a gutter system, if it's a sewer system, if it's our blood flow, if there's a blockage, it's like literally we can't. If there isn't a flow, the whole system has to flow. Love is a flow. You know, love, people mm. look at love as being unidirectional. Like, I love you, love me, where really love is really omnidirectional. It comes and goes from every direction. And so, like, it's a flow. Like, as you give it out, it comes back in. And that's how this mm. works. So if there's a blockage somewhere, there's going to be a blockage. It, you're not, you can't even receive if you can't give out. You can't give out if you mm. can't receive. I know people that say, I don't like receiving. Well, guess what? You're blocking your flow. So a blockage anywhere mm. is a blockage everywhere in any system. So there is no flow. Like you can follow, like sometimes, like how we know there's a blockage in our system is our toilet backs up. But guess what? That's not where the blockage is. The blockage is under the concrete, under the cement, way down in our driveway somewhere. You know, mm. I mean, out in the street, and they got to dig it up and all of that and finally remove that blockage, and then there's a flow, you know. So we have to understand that we have to, we, you know, we think that there's a block of sexual, oh, it's just dealing with sex. No, we usually, it usually goes back to 99.999% of the time it goes back to a block somewhere else, a belief system, which is usually our blocks. That's usually where our blocks show up as our belief system because they literally are blocks in our, in our system that we just, we erect and we worship it in one way or another and we don't, it, it doesn't move because we, we set it in powerful. place and it's like, it's here and we don't even go back and revisit it it's here and it's a blockage and any type of spirituality or belief needs to be fluid it should be a flow, we are an evolving, you know uh, society, so evolving creatures, we ha- it has to evolve, anything that doesn't evolve dies, evolve or dissolve. Yeah. That's what I say. Like you either going to evolve Ooh. or you're not going to be 
and that's just you know the way it. And I know I can keep going on, but I'm sorry, but yeah. So it. it I know it, you're killing you killing know, me over here. I'm like you said, speed past some powerful stuff. Okay, so evolve <laughs> or dissolve. Love that. That's another TM moment. And then <laughs> block that. Yeah, this is powerful a because block is that a we block is erect. Yeah, blocks that we erect and worship. Right. That was powerful because I mm. know a lot of people do, like, have those blockages or baggage that they really do worship. Like, they know that it's not helping them. They know that it's not right. working for them. But they just yeah. keep, they want to hold on to it just because they're familiar with that. Very, exactly. very powerful uh, stuff. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so how do you – can you tell me how do you use – the four pillars, like briefly describe, like how do you use the four pillars to help people that have erected and worshiping these blockages? How do you, how do you use the four pillars for that? Uh, we have, so we have different practices for each one of the pillars. So for meditation, we, we meditate using um, the five elements. And the reason we love about love the five element meditation because these are things that are not even like this woo-woo thing that's out there somewhere. No, these are fire, earth, space, air, and water. The simple, the elements that we can experience every single day. When Karen and I, we go to the beach, we do water element meditation. We meditation. We connect to the infinite you know, nature of that water. Like when I, when we do our meditation, you know, like we connect, we, when we connect to that water, we connect to shores and foreign lands. Like literally we connect to this element. When we go, you know, to the mountains and we do our earth element meditations, like we connect to the power of that. These are things that we, that was created by our creator. You know, there's power in this. They're not inanimate objects. These are, you know, elements that literally can help to move blockages. And each one of the elements has attributes, and what the attributes do is it starts to dissolve away the root poisons, you know, we, that most people mm. carry in their body, in their system, in their energetic bodies. So we love the five element meditation, which is located in our sex shop, and it helps us to move class past blockage in our sexuality and, you know, different things. So, you know, so that's how the meditation works. We use the five, the, uh, okay. five elements. Um and then we have, you know, movement. Now, movement, because most people are stagnant, talk about those blockages. Most people are, 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 are blocked in, in their bodies. There are some people that we, we introduce, you know, this movement practice, and they run, against, run up against traumas and actually can't move past it. They can't move their hips. They can't mm. move their chest because they're blockages, you know. A lot of our society, we are, we are shunned, and we are, we are what's called um, – Ashamed for moving our hips. If a guy moves his hips, oh, he gotta be gay. If a woman moves her hips, oh, she has to be too sensitive. She can't move her hips. You don't move your hips that way. But most of us are indigenous cultures. They move their hips. That's that's energy, you know. So we talk about moving, you know, moving those, um, you know, moving our body. So we have like we do undulations and we do different things to help move different parts of the body. You know, so that's the the the, um, the movement connection. We have practices where we, you know, we connect with ourselves. We connect with our, you know, with our body. A lot of times, we're we're disconnected from different parts of our body, especially our our sex area, especially our pelvis area. We're completely disconnected from that. So we allow people to connect their heart, 
back to that area. That's just one connection practice. And we have connection practice we use for couples that deal, you know, they can do together that literally brings people to tears without even, you know, getting to the sex part or even being naked, fully clothed, and feel more connected than they've ever felt in their entire life. You know, and then pleasure. Oh my gosh, the pleasure is that's that's the juicy, juicy stuff, no pun intended. But we teach people how to connect, you know, to connect to realize for women that there are over eleven plus types of orgasms that they can experience and men over eight plus types of orgasms, how to experience that, how to expand their pleasure, how to, you know, know what makes you feel good in what moment and how to, you know, explore and expand that. So those are the the uh the four pillars. I hope I explained that well. Ooh, you explained that very well, very well. Okay, let's take a deep breath, Love Tribe, because I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so I told y'all, I'm trying to tell you. Okay, so, okay, let's take a deep breath and go to, like, how, okay, so we got to the four pillars, and we know how they work. Like, we got a little bit of that, and so Love Tribe just kind of, you know, process all that, because that's, we're coming with some more stuff. So how does, okay, so the four pillars, all of this has to do with authentic Tantra. So since this is men's month and we're celebrating men and men that move us, how does Tantra help men to tap into their power and greatness? Like how do these, how can men take these four pillars and really just tap in? Wow, that is such and such a good question. Oh, let me turn my mm-hmm. So, it seems with men, men, I love my, I love my men. I love my brothers. Well, yeah, I love my brothers. They are, you know, yes. we, 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 we need this teaching. We need to know that we, you know, there's more out here for us. We are ashamed for not really knowing everything. So what men do is they say like they know everything and women don't tell them, tell their men that really this is not pleasurable to me. So, they, you know, continue to not please. So it's like a cycle, like a vicious cycle. But the way the four pillars mm-hmm. really, really can help help the men, especially meditation, is to be present, to slow down, to mm-hmm. stop beating beating the pee up, like literally slow down. I tell stop. I wrote this meme years ago <laughs> that says, you know, you know, men want pretty much want to beat it up and and make the woman tap out, you know, when they need to be making it, letting the woman tap in. Like, imagine making a woman tap in to you, you know, not tap out. Why do we want a woman to tap out to say that we beat their pussy up, excuse me, language, so badly that they don't want you hurting them and they are tapping out? That is, that's, I mean, there's a time where women do, you know, we do want to get it in, you know, but tapping out, that's a wrestling term. When you beat somebody (laughs) to submission where they literally about to die or can't breathe, then they tap out. And so a man walks away with their, you know, S on their chest like, yeah, I made her tap out. Okay, that's great. But can you make her tap in? Can you make her, you know, crave you more? How you, you know how hard you can go, how soft can you go? How gentle can you be? Mm. You know? So that's what gets <laughs> Karen's over here wiping her brow. <laughs> exactly, oh. like we all are. Trust and believe, okay, Karen. I feel you, sis. I feel you, okay. This is good. This is good, girlfriend. I know, I know. You know, I'm trying to tap in up in here, okay. This is so amazing. 
So, okay, so you're giving us a lot here. I I got about 12 TMs on my paper, but listen, you're giving us so much. So thank you so much. So um, what I want to ask you is, it's so true what you're saying. It's so true what you're saying um, with women and talking to men. So there's two questions, a two-part question I kind of have for you. So I know that in my practice and when I'm talking to women, a lot of times it's like they try to tell the men, but their egos are out of control. And so their whole right. thing is the men is like, I know what I'm doing. You don't need to tell me, you know, so it's like, right. but that doesn't feel good. So how do you get, I'm trying to tell you that to my body, that doesn't feel good. So how do women um, be gentle with men and say that and still get results? And then the second part of that question is what if a man doesn't have a partner what can they do to get prepared or ready for that partner? Okay, so really good question. So as far as how women can um, communicate with a man, we have a whole practice on that where we teach couples how to communicate. And what the practice does is it shows, you know, both partners how to express what their needs, wants, and desires are actually outside of the bed first. So what that does is it gives them the language. It gives them the words to say, how to say it, you know, how to say it in a way that's received outside of the bedroom. Because once you get in the bed, it's really, really hard to, you know, to say, that's not right. And that's the thing. Like we, when we teach this language, it's more of what you would like more of, more than stop doing this, you know. So, mm-hmm. Okay. And, and so – so, so what happens is men, believe it or not, we do want to please. We just think we're pleasing women. Women don't know what they're talking about. I mean, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That women, they do. So, but a part of that is right, that women, they know it's not, they know things aren't right, but they really have not tapped mm-hmm. it into their own pleasure to realize that this is what I'm looking for and seeking. They just know that it's not, it doesn't feel right. And no one is teaching. Right. No one teaches sexual education. You know, most people, their sex education comes from porn. And we realize porn is acting. It's not real sex. You know, so, so what right. happens is men right. learn from porn, and they try to perform it on women, and then women learn from the men. So it's really mm. a, a, a vicious cycle. So for women, mm-hmm. it, you know, in, without going through our whole, you know, communication practice basically is one, don't do it while you're in, in the mix. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, start mm-hmm. to say what you're buying, what you want outside of, outside of the bed, outside of that. Okay. So, okay. Um, so that's the best one tip we can give. And then um, what was the second question again? So the second yeah. question was if a man doesn't have a partner, what he can okay. he do to begin to prepare himself? Yes. Okay, it's perfect if a man doesn't have a partner. Like literally, it's the okay. best way to start for not only men but men and men and women because again, it helps mm-hmm. you to tap into their pleasure. So what when I practice, when I you know we practice semen retention, uh, becoming multi-orgasmic, and how to expand our orgasm. This is really practice apart from our partner because that's the place where I can practice. And then so when I come together, that's when I can you know, where the practice is, you know, brought to, you know, brought to life. So, um, so it's really great, you know, when we coach men, we coach men um, uh, on how to, you know, on their lingam massage, how to actually massage different parts of their, of their lingam, which is the penis. If you don't know, people don't know what lingam means, it's a Sanskrit word. Um, we call it also mm-hmm. and what it does is it helps to, you know, uh, 
to go past traumas. There's, there's different traumas. There's a lot of circumcision trauma. Circumcision is genital mutilation. There are over, I believe, 11,000 mm. nerve endings that are cut away when men are circumcised. Mm. So there's a lot of trauma there. Wow. I remember we were, at, we were at our retreat, our certification retreat, and we were, you know, doing our practice, and Karen was doing a lingam massage, and me and she started massaging around the rim, and I literally broke down in tears, and I felt this strong feeling of betrayal, you know? We are, as, as men, we come into this world, the first thing we experience is someone cutting away at our penis. And there's no medicine given, mm. just cut away, and it's sold. I'm not, I'm not going to get on the rant here, but pretty much a lot of it is sold for collagen for women's skin, but it's used for a lot of different, a lot of different um, uses around wow. the world. But the reason the circumcision even came into play really big in the United States is because of Kellogg, Mr. Kellogg, who makes Kellogg cereal. He wanted to stop boys from masturbating, so thought he would cut that away or cut away the pleasure. So that's why it started. Wow. And it's big business. They don't take the foreskin and throw it away. They take it away and they sell it. It's big practice. So if anybody that's about to have kids, do not circumcise your children. You're taking away their pleasure. It takes away the woman's pleasure because when that foreskin is supposed to, you know, maintain the lubrication inside of that place so it slides in and out. So what happens is when that's not there, we need to go in. And that's why men are beating it up because they don't feel it. So they're trying to go faster and faster and faster and faster. And what it's doing is actually pulling out the the, the secretion. And Karen, is, you know, she's the one that's done a lot of research. I'm kind of just really just, you know, she's like, do you believe? I'm like, you know, you believe what this is? I'm like, what? So I got to give her credit. She's like, this is why. Yes. You know, think about the head of the penis. is actually like a suction cup pulling out the lubrication. And then when, when men want to say, oh, but you're not wet, so we're pulling it out. But with a with a uncircumcised penis, that doesn't really happen. So wow. that's you know one of the things that we have to realize that there's trauma there, you know, that we help men to move past when it comes to the pleasure in in, in connecting with themselves. Most times we just we are on our shaft up down up down up down when we're doing our self pleasure. We don't touch our inner thighs. We don't touch our our testicles. We don't touch the other parts of our our body, our our, pub, our, our pubic area, and and and, and pull on that area right there and just literally connect with ourselves. So we teach men how to connect with their bodies. When you connect with your body, then you even know what your pleasure is. You know what pleasures you. So anyway, I know you have other questions to ask, so I'm going to stop right there for now. <laughs> Child, let me tell you, I don't know. My mind is blown right now. I, I, I can't even get my mind right. So, okay. <laughs> so because you just gave me something I didn't even know. You know, I don't know how many people know this. So, okay. So let me put my mind back in my head. So, okay, so <laughs> circumcision, you said, you know, is a mutilation, and they're trying to sell the skin. They sell the skin, but the, what blew my mind was that you said that when men are circumcised, they're literally pulling out the wetness from yes. the yoni. So that means yes. that, so it means yes. that when we're when we dry up, like when we've been having sex for a while, we dry up. It's because the wetness has been pulled out of us. Exactly, it's been pulled out. I don't know if you ever watch any videos or porn, but literally wow. you see all the secretion outside on on the man because it's being pulled out of her, and so she has to keep producing, and it's just so much she can keep producing. So then we need artificial, you know, lubrication, which if you need it, that's fine. But the thing is, is that it's not not the way it's supposed, wow. supposed to be sliding in and out. If if it was the way it's supposed to be, wow. it would be a completely different experience. Yeah, it's a mucous membrane. Karen's here telling me now, telling me because she's done a lot of research. 
it's 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 a it's a mucous membrane, so it's supposed to be, you know, once that's what the pre cum is for. I mean, that cum is not that pre cum is not enough to lubricate a vagina. It's supposed to lubricate the area under the foreskin to make it moist, so it slides back and forth. That's what it's there for. Wow, I'm not going to say the shock because I'm thinking about all the women that I know that have, you know, been like dry up after sex and they're trying to, they think there's something wrong with them. No. You know, because All the they, oh out. my God. It's on the man. Yeah, it's on the base of his penis. It's on his pubic area. That's where all the lubrication is. It's pulled out. And then he's like, oh, you're so wet. But that wet is supposed to be inside, not all outside. I mean, yeah, there's some that comes out, but it's supposed to be inside to help for, to help that. That's the way God created us. He wanted us, if he wanted us not to have a foreskin, we would have been born without it. We were born with the foreskin for a reason. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. It's supposed to be a beautiful experience, but men interjected because they thought that boys should not masturbate, and so they cut it off. In a, in a, in a wow. the most barbaric way ever, if girls were born, and as soon as they're born, we spread their, their legs to the infant and cut the hood away from their clitoris, what would we think or say? Well, how will women feel? Well, being, you know, mutilation. When they do it, it's general mutilation, right? right? That's what we call it in other right. countries, right? General right. mutilation. So right. then, a bo- and then, so it's cut away. It's raw, and then we have to put a pamper on them. So not only is the cutting away painful, now the bo- the baby has to deal with the sensitivity that's being rubbed on over and over until it becomes desensitized, and then we grow up as as desensitized men, wondering why we can't get an erection, why we can't keep an erection, because we're desensitized. So we teach men how to build back up the sensitivity in those areas. Wow. Okay, so I'm going to open the phone lines because I know that some of the love tribes of mine are blown. Like, I'm getting texts like crazy. I don't know. If, can, are y'all in shock? Because can y'all call in or y'all in shock like me? Like, I don't know. I may need to give y'all a minute, but... <laughs> If you have, you know, a question you want to call in and talk to Brian Craig about authentic tantra or anything that he said, it's so powerful. Um, you can call in at six five seven three eight three zero six nine eight and press one so that I know you have a question. Okay. So here we go. Um, so I gotta say she said this ish is deep. <laughs> like this straight up, like this is is deep okay and then okay so we have let's see okay um i think we have mimi the sister of goddess online hey mimi how are you love i'm doing well i'm doing well how are you i am doing amazing welcome to get your entire life you're live with brian craig what's your question or comment today hey hey how you doing yes i am hey brian how are you it's great to have you on the the show tonight i am so excited i have two specific questions oh my god and i need to get with karen because all this stuff that you're talking (laughs) about is is right on point is right on point so here are my first two questions so the first one is how do you help people not focus on the sexual intercourse but more on the sexual connection in other words, focus on the heart-to-heart connection and not the lingam-yoni connection when they're just coming into the realization of metaphysics and tantra. How do you help people get out of the gutter and kind of more move up to the chakra system, so to speak? You know, it's funny you ask that question because I have to think about it. I'm like, we don't even, like, 
teach that part as far as intercourse, like we everybody has that. Like anybody we can get to that. But the part that we teach, you know, when it comes to our, you know, our our couples connection practice is completely apart from the sexual experience. So um, that, that falls under our connection practice. So we teach, you know, things like different ways of eye gazing, different ways of breathing and connecting with your partner, different ways of, um, you know, things that we, we tell couples to say to one another that they've never heard before. Like, you know, so those things help couples to connect on, in a way, like you said, that's outside the bedroom. That part is going to come. That part, that's honestly the easy part. Anybody okay. can have sex with a prostitute. You know, that's, I mean, that's the easy part, honestly. You can pay somebody to have sex, like, in a minute. So that's the easy part. So you're right. The hard part is the showing people how to connect. And it's like, I mean, we've, gosh, we've, I, I'm so grateful for our training because we've been over, did, you know, learned over 500 hours of this practice, you know. And the thing is this, that we had to take our own medicine. And we call this medicine. You know, we like to, you know, one thing David Ward, Erickson says is that pleasure is medicine. And so we had to take it. And so before we dished it out, we had to do it ourselves. We had to practice it. I had to, and things did come up and do come up because you start to connect more. You start to work out the little kinks that you have. And see, intimacy can't hide when you start to connect. Intimacy can hide like hell during sexual intercourse. You can hide the heck out of some shit, you know. But as far as like when you start to connect, oh, you got to be intimate. That's the into me see. And we've heard that before. But literally, start to see into each other, see into our partners. You know, you start to look into their eyes and see. Most couples have never looked in their partner's eyes for more than a few seconds, and it's usually during talking. But when you're sitting quiet and you're just looking in each other's eyes, and you're you're giving and receiving just with your eyes, and you have your hands on their heart, and you start to like breathe together. Oh my gosh, that's a level of intimacy that most people have never experienced. So that's how we teach couples to do that outside of the bedroom. That's what's going to come. Yes, beautiful. Oh my God, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> that you. is amazing. I am completely blown away. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna suffer through this second question because the first one is really I'm still thinking about that. So, <laughs> okay. so, so the second question, Byron, is how do we move past the circumcision? Because most men have already experienced that. It's done. Yeah. There there is no going back. Okay. Right. So we're dealing with right. what what we currently have. So knowing yeah. this information, how do we move past the circumcision to help men not just heal more, but feel more and resensitize them? Okay. Very good question. You know, remember that commercial is the app for that? Well, we have a practice for that. And what it does is that actually during the link, it's the self-linger massage. And there's actually a link massage that a man can do it himself, and then a woman also can do it on her partner, which is really powerful as well. But what it does, it involves different movements and pinches and, and pulls and, you know, different things in different areas that's really, really specific that helps to really resensitize the, the penis. And it's just proven men over and over and over. So I know I've experienced, like I said, when Karen first did it to me, I didn't expect that. I expected to be, okay, it's all good. But I literally was like, oh, my gosh, what is that? Like, I didn't know I was holding my trauma there. And so usually, you know, when you have a um, when you have trauma or you have a cut and then there's a scab that's built over it and it literally is there to protect. So what we've done is that there's literally like a, a shield over those areas that we put there that's trying to protect us from any more hurt or harm. 
and it, it literally it moves past that. It moves to our heart. You know, as men, that's why most men can't even connect to their partners because there's a shield that's put up. And so what this does in the head of the penis actually is it's, it's a, um, um, the, uh, what do you call it, the uh, meridian. <laughs> the meridian, you know, that's the heart area. And so when the person, when, when the man starts to start feel like feeling again around their head, starts to feel around his heart. You know, they start to open up there. So we do have, it's literally about 26 different movements that we have on the, on the limb, on the, on the penis that helps it to resensitize it. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Thank you so much for that. I that appreciate it. Very beautiful. I appreciate Absolutely. you sharing that information. Yes. And thank I thank you so, so much, much, love, for calling in. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Got a blessing. Yes. So yeah, we gonna have to uh, Karen. We have to talk. I'm gonna bring you on in a little bit, but yeah, we need to talk because that sounds like a class <laughs> to me. Um. So um, we have also another uh, goddess on the line nine six two six. Frida, you're on Get Your Entire Life live with Brian Craig. What's your question or comment today? Hey, love. Thank you for calling in. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Can hear you. Uh-huh. you need to speak just a little louder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hi. How are you? Both of you are. Good. What, my question is, what are some of the things that a couple should uh, learn to say to each other? An example of the different things that you all teach that you should speak to each other. Uh, that's not typically spoken in a bedroom with each other so that you can go to that heart place that we're not familiar with going to. I mean, the, the first thing is, is they're just affirmations. You know, we don't even say please and thank you when we walk throughout the house, you know. And so we don't even, you know, when we're outside the bedroom, as you said, it could be in the kitchen, someone they hand you a dish and it's just like you just keep going. And we don't even we don't we te- we treat strangers better than we treat our partners because if someone handed us something in public we we'll say thank you they hold the door we say thank you we we'll say you're welcome we, you know we are more polite there we still yeah we you know we still what <laughs> yeah yeah and, and yeah Karen saying when I open the door for her which I do every time when she yesterday she touched the door and like what are you doing she doesn't touch the door when she's with me if I if I'm with her you don't touch the door. I opened the door. She said, but it was awkward. Yeah, I know that I got, I got the door. But she, she, she still says, thank you. It's not like, uh, you know, I opened the door. That's what you're supposed to do. You know, you picked up my shoes. That's what you're supposed to do. No. It's the little things. It's the please and the thank yous. It's the I appreciate you. I appreciate you when you did this. I told her the other day things that she does, like we share chores around the house. Well, you know, it's not like she does this, I do this. So when she does something and I see her doing it, I'm like, I appreciate you doing that. I appreciate that. And she said, wow, you know, I said, yeah, I do notice. And I want her to know I notice it. So what that does is that it, it creates an open heart. It leaves a, a place of being open and being seen because most women don't feel seen. You know, sometimes men don't feel seen sometimes. You know, they feel seen for certain things but not for other things. So it's simple things like that. That once you start to be softened up and start to be a more, in a more uh, just a, a, a sensual place, because that those words are just like wow. So when you get into the bedroom, guess what? You bring that with you. 
you bring those things with you. You know, so it's not, not taking the little things for granted. It's literally those things, affirmations and the simple please and thank you and appreciations and acknowledgments for things that are done. So can I just ask one question? If so, if so, in other words, you're saying that if he gives me an orgasm, do I say thank you for that wonderful orgasm, or if I give him <laughs> a, thank you, that wonderful you, feeling? That's a hell, yeah. That's a, yeah, hell yeah. And 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 what you can do to expand on it is like we you know when you, when you're done and you're on the pillow talk, you say you know when you did this, it was so amazing. It made me feel like this, and you took your time when you did this, and when you you know you didn't just beat it up, you know you kind of you hit this angle, and oh my god, that felt so good, and it's like I can't wait for you to do that again. It's like we're like pounding our chest, you know what I mean? So. Oh, so okay. okay. Okay, thank you. I like that. I like that. Oh, oh boy. Okay. <laughs> it's getting high and heavy wait. up in this camp. <laughs> I love it. I'm fanning right, myself right now. Thank you, Frida, so much for calling in, love. God is blessing. Oh, my goodness. This oh, is getting you. amazing. <laughs> Woo! Okay, so we have oh, my baby on the phone, my personal assistant, goddaughter. Kari, hey love, you're on Get Your Entire Life with Brian. What's your question, love? Hey, hey. Hey, um, so my question is, I haven't had any sexual experiences, so what can I do to really get myself mentally ready? Just what can I do to get myself ready for my first experience to have a good first experience? Um, and what you said earlier about like the whole, oh, beating it up thing, and you have to, like, oh, yeah, she tapped out. That made me think about, you know, think about this question even deeper because I was, like, that's normal to me. Like, that kind of concept is normal, like, oh, she tapped out. So how can I I better understand what is not just necessarily normal? I guess this is, okay, first question is, what can I do to have a good at first experience? How can I prepare for that? And then I'll stop there. Okay. Um, and I got both questions. Um, first thing to do is, is one, to be present with what, you know, tapping into your pleasure. What brings you pleasure? And, and that's something that all women and all men should know before they even, you know, if you're in a relationship, of course, you start to build on it. But if, if you're not in a relationship, it's a perfect time to tap into that. So, we have practices like uh, yoni massage practices. We have um, orgasmic awareness practices where actually you don't even orgasm in this practice. What you do is you, you play with the pleasure scale to see what it is that actually takes you to that place. And then different, different moves that we give that you can, you know, practice on yourself, on, you know, on your, your yoni that take, gives you pleasure. And it's like, oh, wow, this takes me here. And it's just to kind of play with that as a 20-minute practice. And we just, you know, that's your playground. And so we teach women how to do that and then how to do full yoni massage because just like as men hold trauma, women hold trauma. And like you said, you're used to that, beating it up. There are a lot of beat-up pussies out here. And so a lot of women need to, you know, one is to ground themselves, to, you know, connect again to their yonis, connect to the place that has been beaten up, that's not been loved, that's not been caressed, that's not been cared for in the way you desire. This is your pleasure. There's no partner that should do something to you that takes you out of that place. If it does, then that's, that, that, that experience doesn't need to happen anymore. 
You need to, you're in control of your pleasure. So if somebody's doing something that is, that is not pleasurable, like, again, that needs to stop. You need to say, hey, you know, I appreciate, you know, what you're doing, but, you know, what I would really like is this. Like, I need you to slow down. If you could slow down a little bit more for me, that would be great. If you can, you know, you know, take my cues, you know, and a lot of times it's, it's, you know, you talked about, you know, how to prepare yourself for your first experience. You know, maybe for someone, a lot of times what women do is they take control. So you may want to be the one that takes control, maybe get on top and kind of move at your speed so he can take cues from how you move. Because whenever you watch, usually porn, whatever, you know, even if it's amateur, like the, the men, like literally in a, in a bang, bang, bang. And if you watch the woman, she moves differently. She moves in circles. She likes to feel the connection with, you know, with her, you know, her clitoris rubbing against the pubic area. So it's just like her movements are different. So I learn from my wife. I listen to her. I listen to what her body's saying. I listen to what she says after I'm done. So it's all about that communication. And so if you ever get into another, when you get into another relationship, you need to have this conversation. You need to talk about your experience together. Like, I'm not here for you to beat me up. I'm sorry. That's not me. I mean, some women want that. They like beating something. and that's, hey, if that's what you want, go get it. But I'm saying most women, for 100% of the time, they don't want to beat up on 100% of the time. And just my personal you know, opinion I feel a lot of women that do, I believe that comes from a place of trauma, but that's just me. I believe that there's traumas that have women that really feel that that's the way they want to be all the time, you know, being beat up, because that's just not how bodies are really, really created. You know, a woman's, you know, her, her vagina is supposed to be loved on. Sometimes I, what I do with, with Karen, instead of seeing how hard I can go in the clitoris, I see how soft I can go. How's what's the softest I can go and still bring you pleasure? You know, so what that does is there were one time, this one time after her clitoris jumped out at me because it was like, I was like, whoa, what the heck? Because it was like, it was craving. I didn't have to beat it up. So it didn't go in. It came out to me again, making a woman tap in. So that's the type of, you know, experience you want to have with yourself. So you can educate your partner and tell them to come to us and we'll get them right. <laughs> Wow, thank you so that thank you so much. That um that was really amazing, especially how you connected uh like being beat up to, to trauma. I didn't think about that. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Imani, for having me on. Thank you. Welcome, thank you so much for calling in. Beautiful. Thank you so much. She is just uh, the apple of my eye, and, and it's important oh. for her to have a great uh, first experience. So thank you so much for that. Woo, getting chills. Okay, we have another <laughs> caller. This is the, I think this is the intentional goddess, uh, 8254. Talicia, is that you? It is indeed. Greetings. Hey, beautiful. You all get your entire life with Brian Craig. How are you? Greetings. Thanks for calling in. I'm well, thank you. Thank you, Brian, for being here and sharing so much oh, information. Ooh, funny. I'm, I'm in the grocery store, like, having kept in the spirit. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so, um, so my question for you is, um, if I have a part, well, how would you suggest or recommend um, beginning the conversation about really elevating the intimacy and sexual connection and, you know, on that 
contra light level with a partner who isn't necessarily um, into all of this and really aware of all of it? Like, what would be a great way to begin that conversation to start creating um, deeper connections with him? Um, what I would do is start with sharing your experience, say, you know, I'm learning so much about myself, about my pleasure, about my body, and I want to teach you, you know, I want to teach you my, you know, what, how, I, would you, would you, are you open to learning what brings me pleasure, you know? If a man says no, that's, that's usually time for him to go, <laughs> you know, because any man that really is out there really wants to please you is going to say, yeah, of course, I would love that. Okay, great. I'm going to teach you what gets me there. You want to bring me, bring these orgasms? I'm going to show you. I'm going to teach you and say, you know, every woman is different. I'm different. I'm unique. I'm not like anyone else. I am I'm fearfully wonderful to make. This body is just amazing, and I'm going to show you how to get me there. So let's talk, you know. Like, I like it like this. Sometimes I like it like this. Sometimes I like it like that. And I'll share with you. You know, after experience, I'll never shame you. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to build you up and show you what it takes for, for me to get the, what it takes for you to get me there. So there's ways you can share or you can talk to him that's really more of a like, ooh, you know, make it exciting. Like this is a playground. Like I have so many facets of me that, you know, that you can play, you can please. So many ways, so many areas of, of, my, of my body that I want to show you. And so like, are you willing to learn? Are you open to learn? Good. Okay, we're going to start tonight. Let's start here. You know what? Let's connect. Let's sit down and let's just eye gaze for a minute. Let's look into each other's eyes. Let's, let's, let's shake the world off. Let's not bring the world into our bed. Let's go into a place that's sacred, that's our space alone. And as we get into this place, then we can move on from there. So that's how you can, you know, start the conversation. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, the, I think the physically, you know, the there's not really like a pleasing issue. I'm more so just thinking about how, you know, like in conscious sex is more than just that physical pleasure and more so right. helping him create that sort of awareness so that he's coming into it more than just, oh, let me physically please you, but the, the rest of that, you know, the actual connection, the healing, all of that sort of thing. How does one kind of begin that conversation? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah well, it means is he open? I guess ask, again, asking questions. You open to learn to to tapping into your pleasure. You know, learn more about yourself. Because most men, the reason why we come, we're disconnected to our women because we're disconnected from our from ourselves. So as far as starting the conversation, it's it's it's, it's we love. Um, meeting people that aren't in a relationship yet because you know why? Because they can start to cheat their partner. When you're in a relationship, it's a little harder when the other partner is not really willing to come along. You know, it's like dragging, you know, somebody like, come on, you got to learn this. But the thing is, you can say, like, I'm expanding my sexuality. Are you willing to expand yours? Like, we should learn this together. Let's do this thing together. Let's, you know, and like I said, starting off with, you know, the meditations starting off with the connection practices, like we have so many tools in our toolbox for couples to help them to connect and for them to connect with themselves, but literally ask, are you open to learning more about sexuality? Like when was the last time you had sex education? Most women then don't. Most people don't. Most women don't even know what their clitoris looks like. They think it's just the little tip at the end that comes out of the, you know, by the, by the vulva. They don't realize it's a whole structure with legs and bulbs that has, you know, and it's the only structure in any man or woman that's made just for pleasure. 
literally the only organ that's created just for pleasure is the clitoris. And it's a huge, huge structure, much bigger than we think. So it's like it's learning about yourself. Like, do you know you can orgasm, have more than eight orgasms? What? Yeah. Let's start studying this stuff. I want to take you there too, you know? So it's kind of like, again, just playing with it. Like what? It's like making it exciting. Like, I don't, I'm a man. I don't, if a man is not willing to, to go into this place and learn more about himself and learn about you and you learn about him, like, I don't know if I would want to be in a relationship. I would be like, okay, some of this stuff's not right here. You know what I mean? So it's just, again, just making it fun to learning more about that. So it's not like you should do this and you should do that. It's let's do this together. I love that. Thank you so much. I love what you said about um, I'm expanding. Are you open to expanding? I think that's a great starting point. So thank you so much. (laughs) Uh, My pleasure. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So I'm excited because this is an amazing conversation and it's so um, it's 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 so powerful um, to be informed in this way. And so I want to okay, I have people you would not believe how many people are texting me right now I'm trying to get them to call in so I can stop looking at my phone. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, um, move, if you're listening, maybe you have to call in. You can call in at um, 657-383-0698 and just press 1, love, and then we can get you on the line, okay? Woo, okay. So, oh, okay, pull it together, Melania. All right, so beautiful uh, commentary. And I just, you know, I wanted to just ask you, like, based on the questions that you've gotten and what you're, you know, is this like normal questions that you get, um, you and Karen, in your practice with people? Yeah, it, it is. They're, they're normal questions, and they're just beautiful questions because they're, they're really simple, you know, things that we've kind of mm-hmm. we've lost. You know, yeah. and people don't have the answer. Mm-hmm. And there's really nowhere to go. That's what we became so passionate about learning this and and learning about yeah. you know our bodies and learning about how to bring pleasure because we realized if we we were like I said our first clients, you know, we had to get on the table ourselves and we had to do this ourselves and we were yeah. like, oh my god, like no one knows this stuff. Like wait a minute, you know, like no one no one teaches mm-hmm. this stuff. You know, there's different modalities, right. different ways, different ways of tantra, moving energy, and and everything else, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. You know, but in addition to that, like we love to teach people how to take this home, how to take the toolbox home, and be able to use it mm-hmm. every day of their life. They don't have to. It's like you know the whole teaching the fish theory. You know, I want you to fish. I want you to be able to get your pleasure, get this, you know, move this trauma for the rest of your life. I want people to get it and learn it and practice it and love it and expand and grow. So, yeah, we do get these questions a lot, you know, and we love answering them. We love teaching it. It never gets tired. It brings us joy to do it. Yeah. It really is joyous for us. Yeah. 
And I just wanted to ask that question because I, I want people to know this is absolutely normal. I have some people who, you know, think that, you know, them calling in is like, you know, kind of embarrassing a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. Th- this is stuff that we just don't know, you know. Don't know. And I'm love tried. I'm not going to ask you questions. You got to call and ask yourself. Um, <laughs> but, it, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Um, because, you know, it, it, this is a part of our, you know, what you said earlier was evolve or dissolve. And so a part yeah. of our evolution is being able to ask the questions that we need to know in order for, you know, us mm. to be whole, you know, Absolutely. we need to ask our own questions, you know, and not Absolutely. hide behind others or, you know what I'm saying? So I, I don't yeah. need to hide anything. So it's like, if you want to grow, <laughs> you want to continue to evolve, ask your questions. We're here. We love and you. I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell okay. y'all about I'm going to tell you about Milani. She is someone that is growing, as you said, Karen. She's working with Karen, and she will go and do her work. She don't tell you nothing she ain't willing to do, okay? She's going to do her work, Milani. Kudos to you and hats off to you for continuing (laughs) to elevate yourself as well, you know, and asking the hard questions and and everything else. Like, it's, it's real. This is not just something, you know, we you know, telling people to do, no, we take this medicine ourselves and it's not always comfortable. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Right. It's always, I mean, we can't always yeah. hide behind someone else. You got to come out and, and show, show your scars, show your, you and know, get you yours, shame, you know? Shame. and get yours. <laughs> get it. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you for that. I appreciate that as confirmation. I was telling my client that I said I'm not telling. I'm not going to ask you to do nothing. I don't do, honey. I see my coach every no. other week, and I, I got a whole <laughs> wellness team to keep me well, honey. I, <laughs> you know, so exactly. it's not a game. We have to really, you know, do this work. It's so very, very important. Um, so yes. Ryan, I'm going to ask you to um, bring Karen for for a few minutes. I just want to talk sure. to my girl. That is my girl. You know, we, we <laughs> you know, she beat me up a little bit last right week. Um, you know, so hey, I'm not going. Hey, love, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for agreeing to come um, with Brian today, because you know you got we're going to bring you on so you can have your own show. But of course. I need to be able to just hear your voice and talk to you because you are such a powerhouse. Like, you know, I have to be honest here, you know, and and I'm not tooting my own horn or anything. I'm just giving an example, like, to the Love Tribe. I'm like, listen, I've been to a lot of healers, you know. I've been to a lot of coaches, and, you know, I love people when they do their work, and everybody has a different way they do their work. But being who I am and having cultivated this spiritual container that I live in for over three decades, sometimes people can get a little intimidated, you know, when they're working with me. And I hate that because I'm like, I need to work too. I need to get some work. <laughs> or they, or I end up working on them, you know. And so with Karen and Brian, it was like so powerful. And now just working with Karen, it's like she is like deep in me, like, I realize because I, you know, sometimes I'd be looking at my clients like, "Look, you came here for this work. Don't be getting mad at me." But last week, I got a glimpse of what that looked like. Cause I was like, "Look, Miss Missy, don't be all up in my business." <laughs> I was like, "Is this what this feels like?" Because I had never ever. Been in that position, like, well, not never, in a very long time. 
with my first mentor like 20 years ago, I was in a position, but I hadn't been in that position since then. And I was like, wow, this is what that feels like. But after I got mad at her, okay, I got my life, mm-hmm. you know, and that's really what it's all about. That's why I call this show Get Your Entire Life because we're mm-hmm. out here living half. Some of us are living third lives. Some of us not living at all. It's like yeah. you can yeah. get your entire life. And Dick, Brian mm-hmm. and Karen, I'm telling you, I'm getting my life. Right. Wow. That's so why I want to bring wow. them on because I'm getting my life. So, Miss Miss It, Karen. Okay. <laughs> I just want y'all to know because she's not a game. I'm just telling you. So we got about two classes that we gotta have you come in to teach based on this 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 show. So we're gonna be calling you about <laughs> that. But I want you All to right. just chime in on anything that you know you heard that you wanted to speak on because I know you have a lot to say. You know about a lot of what we talk about. You see that in front you know, of you, Ronnie. You know oh, her well. Yeah, I, I've been working with you for a little bit, but I'm like, yeah, you got some things, like you know, you know. But don't do none of them quizzes. I'm live on my show. Don't bring none of them quizzes on here. I don't like them things. None of your quizzes, okay? <laughs> So no, talk to us. Talk to us. You know anything you want to talk about besides the quiz? Anything you want? Just go for it. I'm just gonna listen. Well, I mean, does anyone have any any questions that they want to pose to me? Yeah, we do have. Let me see. Um, uh, I think Mimi, did you have a question for? Did you have a question for Karen? That's Mimi. I'm gonna bring you on. Hey, hey Karen. This is, hey, you got me? Okay. You're on live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Greetings, Karen. Greetings. Peace and love. Peace and love. I actually, mm-hmm. yeah, this is Mimi. I actually do have questions. Hi, Karen. <laughs> I actually <laughs> do have questions for you, but I dare not ask them over an open radio line. And so, okay. um, <laughs> yeah. Not, I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> I am in a evolving, evolving, not dissolving stage. And um, I definitely, definitely do have questions for you. So I'm going to digress my questions for now and just know that they're loaded and they're coming. And um, we're going to get those classes going so that I can get them asked. Okay. <laughs> you know what? You can go ahead. Listen, you can ask one of your questions. This is Get Your Entire Life. This is my show. It's not censored. So go ahead and ask Karen whatever you want to ask her, you know, and just, you know, I'll take a chance on one question, and then I'll be like, okay, no, no, you were right. So go ahead. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Okay. So okay. I know I know that. I know that we've been talking about, you know, Tantra and that mode of healing um, and transforming our lives. And typically, you know, when we talk about, you know, healing and transforming, we talk about it um, as, you know, being a single person and, and the options that you have to practice and experience this or being a couple and the, um, the options that you have to practice um, this type of this modality. So I open relate. And so the, my question is, when you have 
partners who um, who subscribe to open relating, and so they understand it. And but then you have partners who you know they open relate on the down low. You know they don't mm-hmm. want nobody to know that they're doing it, but they understand that you know that that may that's an option for me. So when we're talking about the healing and transformation, how what's your take on having you know going through that process with multiple partners? You know we talk about this sacred energy exchange and you know every people sharing energy. I kind of understand what that means. I don't think that personally. Anyway, my my opinion isn't what I'm asking for. I'm asking for yours. Um, <laughs> what do you what do you what do you think? How do you think that works when you're when you have multiple partners or you have access to multiple partners with the understanding that I don't always consider transformation and healing need, needing to have anything to do with actual sex. I think there's a lot of energy work and energy sex that, that goes on between people that is very healing as well. So I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. talking about having sex with all of the partners as form as any type of energetic healing. What do you think about that with multiple partners? Well, as, as Brian explained, what we do and, and what the focus is is on you as the individual. So you're going to be connecting with yourself. When you connect with yourself, then you can connect with one person, several people, people in all areas of your life. So when, when we connect with ourselves, it enhances our, all of our relationships. So, for example, it, it enhances our relationships that are completely platonic, like our relationships with our children, our relationships with our parents, our relationships with literally strangers in the, in the street. So, clearly, it can enhance our relationships with people with whom we're intimate. So, by connecting with who you are and all of who you are and all of those different places in you, then there are people that you then connect with that connect with those places. So that's where the exchange comes in. And, you know, Brian was explaining how you can talk to your partners and talk to, you know, it can be one partner, it can be multiple partners, but talking to your, your partners about what, for example, sexually what pleases you or what you need or what you want, and you're really connecting with a much deeper place than just what you want sexually. Like the, the, the practices we teach, they teach you how to connect with what you want sexually, but they, it, it transcends that by so much. I mean, it's, it's really connecting with the deepest part of yourself. So I guess my simple answer is I don't think it really makes a difference. Right. I don't think it makes a difference whether you're single, whether you have multiple partners with whom you interact sexually, or whether you just have one partner with whom you interact sexually. Does, Beautiful. Does Thank you. It, it does answer my question, and I hope it answers the question for all of those listeners out there in TV land as well. Because <laughs> yeah. honestly, 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 it was meant more for them than me. I just think it's very interesting when you have someone as educated and knowledgeable on you as you and your husband to actually have that answer come from you. Because you know, sometimes we say things and they're like, ah, that's just you trying to have your cake and eat it too. So I must yeah. hear it come from you. Yes. It's, it's just a relationship. Thank you choice. so much. It's, it's just it. Yeah. So yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, beautiful question. You're welcome. Thank yeah, you thank for, you, Mimi. for we'll bring asking you back. the question. 
Yeah, and we'll bring you back for the reflection question after um, we uh, release our guests, okay, Mimi? Thank you, love. Yes. Okay. All right. So I, I, I don't know, um, Karen, you know, I just, I love to, you know, hear your perspective on things. But one of the things that I wanted to ask you was kind of the same thing that I asked Brian earlier, which is, you know, what if a man doesn't have a partner? Like, what he can he do to begin to activate himself? And I love that you are you are at not. I don't want you to answer from a man's perspective, but a woman's perspective. You know, I love the fact that you all teach from an individual, you know, perspective because anybody can do this work. Like, I don't have to have be a couple or you know, be in a certain space to do this work. I can do this work to activate myself so that I'm having, you know, pleasurable experiences with my partner. And then by me being open and activated, then he also can be that way as well. So, Karen, you know, what can a woman do, you know, to, you know, to um, if, if, if she doesn't have a partner to begin to awaken and tap into her own sensuality? So, I mean, the, the, the first thing she does is, is recognize that what she's doing and what she needs to do is to really tap into herself because you can only tap into another person and another person can only tap into you to the extent you're tapped into yourself. So if you're not fully connected with yourself, who you are, what you truly feel, what you truly need, you know, all of the owning all of the parts of who you are in your life, then you don't have that to share and you don't have that to receive. So, so much of this practice, for example, the connection practice is really about connecting with yourself because when you connect with yourself and your own needs, and it can be, you know, in the area of sexuality, it can be like literally working with yourself physically And so that you, you know, Brian mentioned several of the practices, whether it's self-yoni massage, whether it's um, orgasmic awareness practice, where you're literally discovering what feels good to you, what you need, and then learning how to express that to another person. And because we teach that non-sexually, you know, as Brian said, we teach that first non-sexually, then you learn with other people, with outside of the bed, you can practice it on anyone. You know, you can practice like communicating what you truly need and what you truly want. And what women, I mean, men as well, but when women find out is the extent to which their throat chakra, their ability to really communicate their own needs, their own desires, and have those respected, their right to pleasure. Because in this culture and in most patriarchal cultures, women are trained to believe that we really don't have a birthright to pleasure. And certainly not, you know, if you're looking at a scale of zero to 10, we certainly don't have the right to 10. So some of that is just undoing that thinking, that you have an absolute right to that and then how to connect with that and then how to bring that into your own life. So each of the practices, whether it's meditation achieves that, movement, movement also, like literally, as Brian was explaining, breaks up the blockages that, you know, that are literally uh, being held in our body. It starts to move energy. It starts to move blood flow, all of those things. It strengthens our pelvic muscles, 
which gives us stronger and more frequent orgasms, you know, all of those things. Like each of these, each of these pillars is designed, and I mean, we could spend like hours on each pillar, you know, which we, out of, you know, the 500 plus hours of training we had, you know, if you just divide that up among the, among the four, I mean, it's like hundreds of hours on each pillar, that, you know, we can spend. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the connection practices, the pleasure practices, like really understanding that pleasure physiologically, um, we can use that as transference. So we can use that to actually break up areas in which we we're experience trauma, and trauma can show up in many ways. It can sh- show up as numbness. It can show up as pain. It can show up as irritation. And most women have experienced, like, all of those at one time or the other. And unless there's some medical reason for it, it may be that that's where trauma is being held or trauma is being stored Mm -hmm. and that you can actually use pleasure, pleasurable practices to offset that pain and so then there's a literal association in your neurological system. Instead of connecting with the suffering or the traumatic event, it starts to connect with the pleasure. It connects to the sense of safety. It connects to that mm-hmm. sense of that you're in a sacred space. You're in a safe space. This isn't that scary thing, whatever it was, that shame, that thing that shamed you, whatever it was that happened it starts to connect with a whole different kind of experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. And, and uh, Milani, knowing me as you do, you know I could go on and on, so I'm going to stop so you can actually get a word. Yeah, I, and, you know, I'm just listening like I'm not on a show that are going to end in a minute. I'm just chilling because um, I just love it because it's so refreshing, you know, to hear and to be able to connect on this level, you know, with you and with the information that you're bringing forward, it's so powerful and it feels so natural. So, you know, and I really love it. And I I do want to ask a question for someone. Our men are kind of shy. I tried to get them to call in. But um, so, um, so when you have a man that's been tapping out women and he wants to begin to tap in, you know, how does he begin to that journey for himself? Like what's some of the first things that he needs to do? Uh, are, is that for both of us or Brian or me or? That's for both of you. Yeah. But um, for you first. From, from my perspective. Yeah. Okay. You- oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, the, the first thing that we would probably do with a man would be, Things that sound very simple but might be breathing exercises or meditate the meditation mm-hmm. exercises and they're not you know, like when people think of meditation who aren't meditations meditators, you know, it's like kind of a woo woo experience. It's not that. It's literally so that they're tapping in. Tapping into their own mm-hmm. body. Tapping into, you know, the the the, the breath, you know, it's prana. I mean, it's life force. So they're literally bringing that into their bodies and starting to really have a body awareness, awareness of mm-hmm. themselves, awareness of, you know, a, a consciousness, um, a, a connection to themselves that they literally wouldn't have had before, and all of that 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 presence is what's required in order to have 
tantric sex, in order to have a, a connected sexual experience, in order to have the kind of life that they're seeking. Because as Brian says, you know, I mean, a blockage anywhere is a blockage everywhere. So the really amazing thing about this work, and I think that men really find amazing, is that they find expansion in other areas of their life, for example, financially, on their jobs, in their careers, all of those things. You know, they thought they were just coming so that they could, you know, learn to to tap in and not tap a woman out, you know, or they thought they were just coming mm-hmm. because they wanted to, you know, become multi-orgasmic. And, yeah, they get all of that. But what they find is that multi-orgasmic doesn't just mean having multiple orgasms with a woman. It means having a multi-orgasmic life. So they're having an orgasmic mm. life, you know, orgasm in every area of their lives. So if you think about mm. what orgasm is, you know, like they, it's like they're having an, an orgasmic financial life, orgasmic, you know, uh, mm. relationships with their, their, their jobs and their careers and their bosses and even their kids. You know, we think of it as sexual, but it really isn't. You know, it's not confined to sexuality. Wow. Mm. I love that. That is <laughs> So awesome. I was just thinking about, like, bringing you guys back for a show called Get Your Entire Orgasmic Life. And we could just oh, talk oh, about, oh, like, you know, yeah, we could talk like about, that. like, this whole orgasmic thing, you know, like, because mm-hmm. I, I never thought about it. Like, we do say, you know, you know, we use that word, but I never thought about, like, that's the life I have. Like, I'm living this if I'm going to have, and, and we got to talk about them 11 orgasms, because I'm like, what? But if I'm going to have that <laughs> that life, you know, if I'm going to have that orgasmic life, then I want it in every aspect of my life, right. you know, yeah. and that is powerful because, again, you know, with the TM on it, blockage anywhere is blockage everywhere. Per uh, Brian <laughs> Craig, so um, so I do want to talk a little bit about that eleven orgasm thing because I know people are curious on this line, um, and I don't want to start blowing me up again. So Brian, before we move to that, can you talk to us a little bit about the question about how a man can start to tap in if he's been tapping out or tapping a woman out? I mean, I, I guess kind of piggyback on what on Karen's saying. Really, most men are tapping out in their own lives. They're not connecting to their yeah. own pleasure. They're not connecting to what makes mm-hmm. them, you know, feel good. And like Karen said, not just sexually, but just really, really in life. Like we are, we can't be emotional. Air quotes I'm doing. We can't really share what really is, you know, we look at it as being, you know, feminine or we can't stand a certain way. We can't say certain things to be like, oh, yeah, sounds gay. You know, so we're not even able to really fully tap into our feminine side. That's why we love coaching together because it brings a balance to men and to women to understand the, the yes. masculine and the feminine. We mm-hmm. are both. We are equally both. It's not, you know, we, some people think, like, I'm the masculine, she coming to the feminine. No, we're both masculine and feminine, you know, so we both, you know, mm. join together as complete, you know, uh, souls, complete beings. But what happens is we're so off balance. We're so far into the masculine sometimes that we can't even tap into the feminine. So how can we tap into our feminine partner? We can't tap into our own mm. needs. Like I said, when I say, you know, uh, uh, about pleasure and about 
you know, for a sub pleasure for men and just rubbing the inside of your thighs that oh well, man, nah, I ain't doing all of that now. Nah, this is I just you know sounds good. Sounds good. You know, and, and and I'm just throwing it out there because we definitely respect all you know you know genders you know and all sexual preferences. But I'm just saying that's what people say. You yeah. know, it's not a disrespect to anyone. They oh that's gay. And it's like what does that even mean? You know, so we don't even tap into ourselves that way. We can't even lay there and just have a self-pleasure moment without ejaculating, without even coming to full orgasm as far as like a general orgasm. I have full-body orgasm time without even touching my general, without even touching my lingam, you know, because I, mm-hmm. I, I can run, you know, I can know how to use that, the touch that I have in connecting with myself back to my heart. So that's what we teach men, to connect to your heart, you know, connect your heart back mm-hmm. to your general. It's not a separate thing. Men, it's, it's to them, yeah. it's, it's separate. like from here down, I am beating it up. Here up, I'm good. Like, don't touch this right here. And, and even on themselves. Yeah, I even mean, on like, themselves. like, yeah. masturbation, you know, we call it quick and quiet. You know, it's something men do, you know, quickly and quietly, you know, whether it's in the shower or, you know, it, 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 the objective is to get, it, get through it as quickly with, and nobody knowing about it, you yeah. know, even their partner. So, you know, it's yeah. like that's not even a connected experience with themselves sexually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so true. And I have so many other questions I want to ask, but we only have 18 minutes. I wasn't even looking at the clock. This is crazy. But I'm going to do all that for our uh, get your uh, orgasmic, get your entire orgasmic life. We're going to do that show. And I'm going to put my questions on to that show whenever you all are available because I'm, I'm just having, um, I'm just getting my life right now um, because I don't want to uh, leave the show without talking about your workshops because I know you all do workshops, you do retreats, and I want to talk a little bit about that. So either one of you, can you tell us a little bit about um, your workshops and retreats, if you have anything coming up, and then also private coaching. Um, of course, I know you do that because you do it with me, and then we need to get your um, contact information out to the Love Tribe. Yes. So we, as you said, every well, we do online workshops. We do in-person workshops here in Atlanta. Um, we're going to take it on the road soon. And we also do uh, retreats. We do have a couple of retreats coming up in pretty much right at a month from now in Jamaica. Uh, it's going to be great. Not too late that we have – you know, one more slot we slide some one in if you're a couple and want to come. But we um we don't have anything coming up right now. We're gearing up for the retreat, but as soon as we get back we're going to have uh we're gonna unload a bunch of good juicy stuff. So what we tell people to do is go to our website, explore dot com and join our list. It's gonna be a pop up and join our list and you'll be the first to be notified. And we're our our you can reach us at Explore Tantra on every platform, Twitter, uh, you can search on Facebook, and as well as Instagram. Our handle is Explore Tantra. That's how you can reach us. If you if you have, um, if you want to do some private coaching, reach out to us right away. You can email us at connect at exploretantra.com or have a um, – someone next for a link to the call um, – uh, connect to explorecontra.com or reach out on our website. We have a contact form that someone can, you know, they can reach out to us. So, um, so yeah, we we love to work with people. We 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 love what we do, you know. So and we've been that. doing the um, Art of Sacred Sexuality retreat now. What this would be like our sixth one? Or yeah, seventh. Yeah, 
uh, Art of Sacred Sexuality. So we do that every year. And so our next one is early next year, early uh, 2020. And that's one that's open to both men, women, and singles and couples. So the one we've got coming up right now next month, as Brian said, is just for couples. But the one we do annually is open to both singles and couples. Yes. And we have, you know, we have like short retreats, like we have one that we do uh, every year at Valentine's. Um, Weekend retreat. Right, the weekend retreat. We do, uh, as Brian said, online workshops um, and then also live workshops. So, I mean, we we do some of everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, okay, so we can go to exploretantra.com if you want to join the mailing list and learn more about um, Brian and Karen's work. Um, and also you can email them at connect at exploretantra.com and reach them on any social uh, media outlet at Explore Tantra. So thank you so much, guys, for being here. I just want to close out. Um, just, like, give me, like, five minutes, like y'all can split it or one person can do it, like any final thoughts or anything you want to leave with the Love Tribe tonight. Yeah, Karen. I mean, first of all, I just want to thank you, Milani. Um, Thank you for all these years and years of years of uh, dedicating yourself and, and giving yourself over to the healing and the evolution and elevation of you know, women and men. I mean, I love the fact that you've dedicated this month to to the men and the, the concept of their tapping in um, to their own power is is beautiful. And all the goddesses who you know who follow you and and that you've been that you've opened this show to. And I thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to share. Um, you're an amazing yeah. woman, and we're just feel grateful to have been able to connect with you and to connect with your audience. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for having thank us you. on, me on. It was we uh it was such a pleasure. Thanks for all the calls that called in, all the questions. Like we loved it. And anytime you want to have us back, just let us know. Thank you for that. I love it because I will be calling. So I am just, like, elated, and um, I have so many ideas and things that we need um, in our tribe as far as classes and that type of thing. And I was trying to figure out how that the whole thing was going to work out, and I figured it out on this show. So thank you so much <laughs> for coming. Thank you for being amazing coaches. Thank you for being powerful, um, have, building such a powerful container that can hold me in a sacred space. Thank you for that. I feel very safe with Brian and Karen. I feel very safe in their space. And some spaces I have been in around Tantra and have not felt, you know, um, in alignment. So uh, there's very few places I don't feel safe, but it wasn't in alignment. And this, and Brian and Karen, I vouch for them personally, so reach out to them. Um, you know, the Candid Goddesses, thank you all for always calling in. We are going to do a class with, with Karen and Brian. I promise we will as soon as we can get on their calendar. I know they are going to their retreat. Um, so um, so no worries on that. Everyone else, just reach out to them at ExploreTantra.com. Thank you again for being on. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you for the work that you all are doing in this world. 
the unique work that you're doing um, with our community and, our, and, and, and all around the world, I'm sure, soon. And I, I have a great appreciation for that because I feel like um, what Brian said is a blockage anywhere is a blockage everywhere that goes for our world as well. So wherever people yeah. are blocked, mm-hmm. our communities are blocked, our cities are blocked, our states are blocked, our countries are blocked, our world is blocked. Mm-hmm. So thank you so Absolutely. much for the contributions that you're making. I really appreciate you, and thank you for being on my show, and I'll be in touch with you all soon. All right. Thank you so much. Blessings. God is blessing. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. What a powerful show. So amazing. I'm so excited. Like, I was so exhausted when I got on the show, and now I'm just jumping up and down. I'm probably not going to be able to sleep tonight. But I'm telling you, Love Tribe, I told you all that they were powerful, and I'm so happy that I was able to bring them on. And, you know, you were able to meet Brian and Karen. They are really amazing people, and they have so much, um, so much uniqueness about what they do and how they do it. I think that was my um, attraction to them is that they're so powerful in how they do what they do. And so I want to bring um, Sensual Goddess Mimi back so she can answer a reflection question, and then we're going to um, to wrap our show up tonight. So, um, Mimi, are you there? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? I can hear you good, yes. Okay, beautiful. So um, great show, great show, great show. I just wanted to start off by saying absolutely fantabulous show. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but one of the reflection questions that um, you asked, I wanted to answer that one. And it was about transformation and healing. Does it need to be painful or something along those lines? And so my thought mm-hmm. was something that I got from, from one of my fantastic um, coaches with name Milani Shani. Um, transformation and healing <laughs> transform. So it's going to feel, it's going to sound very familiar to everybody that knows us. So, but here we go. Transformation and healing does not have to be painful. However, speaking from personal experience, 99.9% of the time it is painful. And that's simply because I'm always in resistance to it. I'm always trying to figure out how not to have to go through the fire to get to the other side. I'm always trying to figure out was not necessarily the easiest route, but the most desirable route. I'm always trying to feel, figure mm-hmm. out how to get through it without any emotion. So I'm always in resistance to it as opposed to letting it flow and letting it go. So there you have yes. it. Yes. Thank you so much, love. I appreciate you so much, and I appreciate your support. I love you. Thank God you. God is blessing. I love <sighs> Okay. Thank you so much, everyone, for um, joining us tonight. Thank you to all of you who called in, clicked in. Thank you for all of your texts, blowing up my phone. I appreciate you. Um, Hopefully, by the time we have Brian and Karen on again, you all will be ready to ask your questions because we're going to do this orgasmic show now. And so you guys can come on and ask your questions. I appreciate you just, you know, being – I appreciate being supported by all of you, those of you who come to the show Listen to the show all the time. Get Your Entire Life is here every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can um, play uh, now play replays on the um, Apple Podcast. Please subscribe and review our show on Apple Podcast because if you review our show, then we continue to grow. So please do that. If you would like to connect with me, you can visit my website. That's MilaniShani.com. That's M A. 
L A N E S H A N I dot com. You can visit my university online at AUNUniversity.com. For more support around tonight's topic, for those of you who are in my self mastery library, um, at the Activate You Now University, there are two audios that I did um, on this topic. One is called Elevated Sex 101. I am, I am Source. The second one is called Elevated Sex 102. And then um, the a topic of that is that Bliss by Nature. And so I'm so excited um, about those audios. So you can go to my uh, university, AUNUniversity.com, and go into the Self Mastery Library and listen to those two audios if you want more information. They're power-packed as well. It has been my absolute pleasure being here tonight. Um, Also, I wanted to introduce you all to a new product that I have. I call it the uh, Triple Threat. It's a a beautiful transformational journey. Um, They're beautiful transformational journals that I've created. And the Triple Threat for me is to be fearless, activated, and transformed through powerful and intentional journals. So using um, my new transformation track protocols, there's over 20 tracks and 200 days of self-guided transformation. So for more information about the Triple Threat Transformation Track Protocols, you can log on to my website at melanishani.com and click on Products and Services tab. Really powerful um, journaling, um, intentional journaling uh, protocols that I've created. So go and read about them, and if you feel so moved or feel like they resonate with you, please do support and purchase your journals. Any questions, you can um, email me at melanishani at gmail.com. So it's been my absolute pleasure being here with all of you tonight. I look so forward with being with you next week as I am every week. I wish you all goddess love and light, and remember to always love yourself by being yourself. And tonight I'm leaving you with Caravan of Love by the Isley Brothers. Good night, everybody.